Hi guys. After a long time, like always, I'm Sanchi and with me is Ashwini and today we are going to do something that I really didn't think we would ever do. But stole it right out of my mouth. I'm tempted to say something. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, hi Ashwini. So can you believe it? Like, okay, I want to start this talk by, you know, a little bit of a preface that um, Ashwini and I have known each other since we were 13. So that's almost 11 years of our life. And in that entire time, Ashwini, have we ever shared fashion tips with each other? No, I'm not a mannequin. So why would you tell me about fashion? As a part of this podcast, please listen to me, mamas and mannequins. Mannequins yeah. and meat mamas. That's our very first episode. It's our pilot. It's batshit insane. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we have never... I could just say... Or I could just say that Sanji has a tendency to flirt with mannequins. Not a tendency, I do it all the time. Yeah, but uh, basically we used to go, when we were bored, we would go uh, window shopping together, try on some dresses. But that's kind of it. I don't think we ever gave a shit about our fashion. At least I didn't. I still don't. Same. The only time, the only time we've, oh, I know there's one time in which we have actually had like a fashion, um, legit fashion consultation is when I needed to buy a new top for um, a function and I took you with me and we went on that street which has a lot of nice food places because that's the only way we recognize places. <laughs> it was like Blair in Lokhandwala which has naturals, if you know what I'm talking about. We went there. Dude, there's a natural in Lokhanwala. We okay, we are detracting. We are detracting. <laughs> we do this all the time. We cannot focus when it comes to food. But yeah, so we've gone in that lane and you helped me buy like a nice top, you know. Okay. That's about it. And that was that was 12th end, so 2014. Long overdue for this. And for all the ladies listening out there, I'm sure you guys already know this stuff. Maybe you don't know much more. So you can listen to it to learn how inexperienced we are. And for all the guys out there, think of this as a 101 guide. And ladies, guys. Um... And all the other people out there. It's, it's a force of habit, you know. But yeah, we'll change and I'm trying to change. So to all the non-binary people out there, all of y'all, I know y'all have better fashion sense than us. Please forgive us for any mistakes we made in this audio. And please uh, enlighten us with your tips. Now that our ineptitude in this (laughs) field has been established, let's get to the meat of it. The actual Mm -hmm. meat. The reason why we cannot wear most fashionable clothes, Ashwini. Is that we are fat. Yes. And my journey with fatness has been very different from your journey with fatness. I think it's just fat. I don't know if fatness is a word. I like it. Although I would have loved it if Katniss's sister was fatness. We no hate for 
for anything else i should say yeah so basically i've been fat my entire life and uh the way i my body is shaped i was also a bharatnatyam dancer and so i have there's no better way to put this a big butt and really voluptuous thighs yeah and that is a big cause of concern for me because it's really difficult to find pants that fit well because you can say i have an r class figure where the base has gone way too big <laughs> so you know either the waist is too loose or the the area around the thighs is too tight i can just never find proper clothing yeah that's because you are looking for low waisted pants situations like these call for high waisted pants which is something i have known since i was 13 and you never asked me and i never told you but okay we are neither fast fashionistas i think we agree to that yeah but there are some things that i surprisingly know and that's the funny part about this right like i have always worn high waisted stuff like i don't know why but that's where it just feels most comfortable for me like i can't wear something lower i mean i've done that and i obviously can but it's not the most comfortable fit and because you know of my constant change in the degree of fat i have on my body to be more specific and there are obviously some places where you just like put fat on very very easily and i'm unfortunately very unfortunately genetically predisposed to be putting fat around my midsection so like even if i was not very fat i would still look that fat you know if that makes sense yeah like yeah. even if you see my wrists now my wrists are so small have you seen my ankles They're like tiny. Arey, I buy my shoes at kids' stores. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, so that's the thing, right? So to minimize the whole, you know, midsection looking like a big bulge, I started wearing like high-waisted stuff, and I've stuck to it. And with that, it gives you the freedom, right? That you can choose pants because I also have the same kind of problem. Like I've always had the bigger butt. the thighs is actually a recent month thing for me which we'll get into later because thighs and pants not a good combination right never yeah but like with with like you can you know choose your biggest body part and then you can always like spare a belt at the waist which does make a lot of sense yeah yeah so uh, i was recently i don't know why i think i was just bored i was recently searching for videos on um finding the right body type or finding the right clothes to look uh, presentable and so since i have an eye blast apparently there are four to five body types and there are two types of eye blast which i did not know but for my kind of eye blast Uh, what you always do is wear high waist pants because um, a they are more comfortable and b they make your legs look longer and hence thinner. And secondly, what you try to do is always enhance your waist because that is the thin part of the body, and we are still stuck in the British Regency era. Um, but yeah, so what you do to enhance your waist is kind of wear. Um, 
maybe a tank top or anything which is body fitting around the waist basically which is why there is help i actually have something to say to that and i've learned it like from experience that mm-hmm. instead of like if a lot of people are not comfortable wearing tank tops like you're not right i'm trying my best way to get to that yeah we'll get to that but like you know there's a certain type of dress that i have realized is actually kind of quite flattering to the waist and like if you have like even a medium chest it looks good okay and it's basically like a shirt kind of thingy but like i don't even know how to describe clothes such a good idea we're doing this podcast right and it's supposed to be about clothes but i'll try so um it's not exactly fitted but um at your uh, pelvic bones right at the top and around your pelvic bone and um, it will be kind of elastic and it will be it will be kind of tight there and it will accentuate your uh, chest because uh, it's not exactly form fitted and it will make you look a little it will enhance your curves you're basically talking about a turtleneck without the turtleneck no i will send you pictures okay cool for people who understood me good for people who didn't understand me don't worry no need to take fashion tips from me it's a very good idea not to take fashion tips from there as um no actually okay i have a very interesting story with this like um i have lots of stories with my struggle with fashion and they all kind of deep So yeah, now we are in more comfortable territory, you know. Deep stories <laughs> instead of them just being about clothes because I like um yeah. <laughs> But so the way my mother was brought up, you know, her upbringing was very strict, and she obviously did the same thing with me. And so I honestly till date I don't buy my own clothes. because um she used to buy all my clothes before and it's just something that whenever i would say i like something she would always be like that doesn't look good on you so i could never really wear anything that i wanted to wear and i because i had never even tried it i didn't even know whether she would right or not you know so um jury's out on that but like one time i actually went to buy clothes with my cousin Okay, and we were in Nagpur, and he lives there, and he's doing. He started doing law this year. So yeah, shout out to my cousin who's never going to listen to this podcast. And um, we were buying clothes for me, and I suddenly, you know, I have this thing that I'll go into a store and be like, oh yeah, that's cute, that's cute, that's cute, and then I'll go to something that I always wear. Are you talking about the mannequins or the clothes? The clothes. Okay. I can concentrate on the topic. Thank you very much. Don't try to distract me, please. So, um, you know, I would just look at the clothes and be like, "That's cute. That's cute. That's cute." And those are the kind of dresses when you and I go window shopping and we wear, right? Yeah. But we would never really actually wear them. And um, that's what I did this time. And he saw me doing it, and he was like, "If you like that, why are you not buying it?" And I just said, "You know my mother," and he's like, "Yeah, I kind of do, cause she's my mother's sister." I'm like, "Yes, exactly." And but he's like, "That he was like, go ahead, try it." So I tried some of the stuff, and it was pretty cute, one or two things. And I was like, "Ah, uh, should I get it and stuff?" And 
so when i went back home we actually i actually did have a fight with my mother because you know she was like you don't know how to buy clothes so i had very two logical points to that number one i have never done it before number two this thing actually looks good it's just that you would never let me wear it so i and yeah like i have i said but it is still all the losing points in a battle with your mother fair point she gets what i'm trying to say shout out to all the indian mothers out there hey aunties hey aunties yeah so <laughs> we basically um, i had that kind of a thing going on right and so i've kind of realized that i do have a semblance of fashion taste but yeah like i don't know i was never fashionable as a kid but now that i started knitting my own clothes i actually um i actually designed a dress recently oh wow. yeah was it for yourself or it's for a friend actually and i'm not yet done making it because it's a really involved process dress designing and yeah so you know you have to like measure for in seams and when you are making sleeves you have to make sure that you make the correct amount of decreases there are different kinds of sleeves and for each different kind of sleeve you have to make a different kind of armhole so yeah all of it is like really evolved and after that i realized that i kind of do have a fashion taste but i've never gotten to express it but i have also come to this point in my life where i'm comfortable with what i wear you know and what i wear is basically just like jeans like you know high waisted jeans high waisted not so loose okay i'll just say it high waisted mom jeans and they literally mom jeans because i stole them from my mother and um, and just like really normal not at all form fitting tops like i remember i was um like in like 6th or 7th and i had a friend in school back then and we met outside school for the first time and she saw the sandals i was wearing so that's another thing i have that my footwear has is always very specific and it's specific to the point that i whenever i shoe shop it takes me 5 minutes because i know exactly what i want so my footwear has always been black and it's always been um like one front strap in front top of the toes and it needs to have a back strap and a front strap so you can imagine it's very restricted and so the moment she saw my slippers she says oh those are maharashtrian girl chappals and i'm like what and she was like yeah that's the kind of shoes all maharashtrian girls wear and i'm like okay wow you're right i mean yes i am a maharashtrian and maybe you have data for this but i feel so attacked right now and that was so that's how limited my clothing choices have become and i haven't really started experimenting and that's for a lot of reasons right because um, it's never been any of our priorities like any of it i would rather be going and eating cake instead of trying to find the right clothing for me exactly but i think as we grow a little older this is something we should pay attention to because it matters in the professional field definitely yeah no i have been trying and you know the surprising thing is uh both my mother and me tend to take fashion advice from my father 
because he for some reason has a really good sense of what looks good on us and of course not in the non traditional way because he wouldn't want me to wear anything short or revealing but you know in the traditional formal way so to speak he really does know what looks good on me and he doesn't even need to see me wearing the thing that like he can um just look at the thing and tell me whether it look good on me or not he's this, really good this is the hottest take we could have ever gotten from this episode like i can tell this is the high point of it where i learned that your father uncle is good at this yeah who knew my father is a fashionista <laughs> shout out to uncle who's a fashionista Shout out to Uncle, who's yeah, hopefully not listening to this episode, or I'm dead. Yes. <laughs> so interesting, man. And it, like I said, in my case, like because you know my weight started increasing, and I'm not interested in shopping at all. So I basically just stole my mother's clothes, and it's on her really, you know, because it's it's all her fault. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I like to blame her for everything, you know. but this is one of the things that is actually her fault like i don't even like shopping so i'm never going to do it her clothes almost fit or like a little loose or almost fit so obviously i'll steal them obviously i mean i started gaining a lot of weight recently and uh, i also stole all of my mother's clothes and it's amazing how great they look on me i know right yeah so yeah but it's so comfortable now and the weird thing is she started wearing my clothes i started wearing her clothes <laughs> so i went to comic con in my first year of college and i got this uh, t-shirt which says um, i don't date muggles and now she's converted that into a night suit and she wears it all the time <laughs> and it looks hilarious <laughs> well I hope uncle's not feeling too sore about it because uh, yeah, he should be like that's true she doesn't date anyone she's married to me yeah if anything you should see it as a compliment yeah it is so weird we've spoken about your father twice in an episode about fashion and girl stuff <laughs> don't know where they're going with this i mean recently um he was never really concerned about how i dressed before like i would always be wearing those floaters you know and um, i had very a normal standardized code for dressing which is pants uh, full pants or actually more of three fourths and a, a three fourth t-shirt this is my usual thing but uh, in the past few years ever since i started working so to say he has told me that i should be more presentable and you know i really should pay attention to these things so whenever he sees um, hair on my hand or feet he'll come and he like you know try to pinch it and tell me to go waxing oh <laughs> uh, yeah let's use this as a nice segue to you know hair removal because we can go on and on about how much we suck at fashion yeah no we really do and i should not be giving any fashion tips this was a disastrous idea um, yeah but i actually have some tips i'd like to share with people like 
like um so like i told you right i've gained quite a lot of weight in the last few um, like you know months and because of that something has happened to me that never really happened before is that my thigh proportion is off now normally i didn't have a problem but because when your thighs get much bigger then they like with respect to the other parts of your uh, lower body um any kind of pads become a problem like um, even with your pajama pants and all they start tearing from inside you know because yeah and so to minimize like literally because you know i can't like lose weight in an instant or something and i'm not getting more night suits so i i i found a solution to that you know it's called harem pants yeah the most comfortable things ever like that's the only fashion tip i can ever give anyone is like just wear harem pants yeah i think um, harem pants or if you're wearing really body tight uh, pants and you're uncomfortable about your thighs just wear a long top I mean this is very basic I don't even have to say it out loud Yeah definitely but I like hearing so Yeah but the thing with harem pants is like the thing is if your legs like there's a, there's one thing right like look and feel mm. So the long top thing works when it's not a feel problem but if it's a feel problem you can wear a long top and still have you know not be comfortable sitting and standing and all of that Like I think people forget the true a function of clothes that is function of clothes yeah i went recursive there but yeah i think like this is something we should like aim for to have like functionality as well as presentability in our attire yeah. and i sound formal right there just like the clothes and i hope to be wear soon yeah yeah no and uh... I don't know who said it but somebody said uh, fashion is whatever makes you comfortable. Yeah. So you you have to find what is comfortable for you and wear that and I think most fat people would um, kind of relate to what we are saying uh, about finding comfortable clothes. Generic fashion is not made for fat people. It's not. It's really not because and even just yeah it's really not because like i know a lot of fat people and uh, okay that just sounded weird but but every person i know is fat in a different way you know mm. every yeah. single person there's no single way to be fat yeah which is yeah. i don't know if this is uplifting or not but it's the truth and which is why i think we should work on um, actually knowing what you know looks good on us which is something i don't think we really have the freedom to because we don't have so many choices yeah that's true and what's with crop tops how are people confident enough to wear crop tops don't forget crop tops what's with lace and uh, underwear and bras i never understand it oh oh i kind of sometimes do because there are some kinds of um lace underwear that is actually very breathable and comfortable yeah yeah that's about it i don't like bras <laughs> not yeah. defending i mean nobody okay i don't like bras definitely but uh, at least 
uh, to be honest, one of the main functions of bras for me is to hide my freaking nipples when it gets cold and my nipples get hard. Uh, yeah, it is and- really embarrassing for me in 11th and 12th when we used to go from like 30 degrees into 18 degree classrooms and I just had to sit with my hands over my chest all the time. Oh, so that's what that was. Now I get it. Yeah. Um, and it was also very confusing for me because I was like, wait, I am not attracted to anybody over here. Why is this happening to my body? <laughs> Um, yeah when i think about the people we were with at 11th and 12th let's be frank none of us were at our attractive best uh yeah so uh, other than a few of the people but then they were like off limits i'm not naming any names but you know who i'm talking about not really but it's fine. Then, yeah we'll, yeah we'll talk about that later But yeah. Uh yeah, so my point is I never understood what the point of lace bras is because they would never help me with my nipples. That just sounds wrong, but it is what it is. There's lace bras, there's cotton bras, especially those ones which were um you know our grandparents age times which had that line through between and no matter what what cloth you wear on top those lines can be seen and it's like kind of pointy oh my god i hate those um so yeah these these two i just cannot wear i think my only preference in bras would actually be t-shirt bras because they're comfortable they're breathable and they look good like with all my clothes i never really buy my stuff so as usual my my mother got my first bra for me and she chose the the you know the funniest thing is the only piece of clothing of my own which i made my own decision as to what i prefer as a style is my underwear these are words i never thought i'd say out loud but now that it's out there I don't know it's just there but yeah so like you know i have a very specific brand loyalty to you know this certain type of jockey bra like you know even jockey has a lot of styles yeah. i will wear only that one jockey is the best man i still have a few of my first bras they're so good i don't think anything can beat jockey you know like uh, i think marks and spence are good I've never tried but if I find a similar style to the one which I am accustomed to like like you said the biggest like thing function of of a bra is to like hide your nipples It, you know as if like nobody knows we have nipples but okay so uh, I mean yeah, yes. everybody knows what is where but I don't want to show it up to me yeah fair point so Because like I'm the a product thing. of this male society yes thank you we touched upon patriarchy here so i don't know whenever we go whenever we want to be frivolous we have, like we thought this would be like a frivolous episode you know what all we have got up here body image issues patriarchy <laughs> anything else you want to add in your genocide okay well i could talk about corsets <laughs> no <laughs> so back to my bra preferences only one kind and the only like i don't know like the only kind of underwear style i do like is like you know the bikini style 
beginning, beginning. Sorry, yes, Raj Mukherjee came out with yes. a new. Yes, so. I know he comes out at random times. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the interesting thing is like uh, I always knew the correct size to wear in terms of you know there's an there's like 34 C so I always knew the right number but I never actually knew the correct letter until recently and it makes so much of a difference I never knew it makes that much of a difference Okay so now I want to enlighten you about something called um, sister bra size that's what I call them Okay but they're like sister bra size so like for the people who don't know how bras work which is mostly the guys I don't know why y'all are listening to this till now but if y'all are then I reward you for your patience I will not give you a chocolate so first thing you do is you measure your under bust okay and that will be a number then you measure your over bust like the place where your uh, breasts are the most full now this is different from person to person which is why the sister size concept exists like some people have um, very full breasts like from the moment uh, the muscle le- like leaves the like shoulder part like till like your underarms from that point they are full and some people have shallower breasts there and um, your fat distribution is different so because of this you basically have um, different ways in which you could wear your bra like um, let's pick a random number um suppose i measure um, my underbust and it's a centimeters and i measure the fullest part of my bust and that's b centimeters and um, i suppose my a centimeter corresponds to 34 inches and uh, my b cent my b um, corresponds to 36 inches so my bra size will be 34 b because b is thir- b is 36 minus 32 which is 2 and everybody understands equivalence so 36 minus 34 which is 2 is so for every inch extra you add another letter yes thanks for the summary so so but this is not the only size i can wear a yeah. sister size would be if i go up the number if i say like and you know all of this is even right so if i go from 34 to 36 then my cup size would go down by one So a 34B is equivalent to 36A. So I can wear a 34B, I can wear a 36A, I can also wear a 32C. Hmm. Interesting. So that's how. So okay, and I did this experiment with myself recently, as referenced in this thing before. 34B is not my real size, guys. That is when I was younger, and. Um, because of the entire weight gain thing and i'm not lucky enough to be the kind of person whose weight gain goes to the chest so because of that my um, underwear size increase and um, so i did the same kind of a calculation underbust and over like underbust so number and letter so my number and let like so my number increased and somehow my letter also increased like almost equivalently it's weird 
fat deposition is very weird and interesting but brass so so what i did was so say um okay let's just take very hypothetical numbers here let's just go back and we'll put them in like 60s because then nobody will be able to guess my sub classes <laughs> so <laughs> because i don't want you people knowing my bra size so um so suppose my hypothetical bra size is 64b okay and so what i did was i got myself three bras okay so one was 64b then i went down lower two lower so that was 62 and my cup size went up 62 c and i went two lower again 60 so that became 60 d now i have three bras my 60 d my 62 c and my 64 b hmm. okay by the way these cup sizes are not so not equivalent i'm kid i'm like making everything up as i go this is not my size <laughs> not a b cup or i or am i i don't know you also don't know so yeah so now i have these three bras and the differences in these bras is the fullness how much coverage they give so um the most coverage is given by the biggest cup hmm. so the lower you go the more coverage you'll have so your 60 so your uh, 60 what will be 60c no d. 60d yeah so your 60d will have a more coverage than your uh, 62c and you know in that order yeah and this is important because when you walk you can feel the you know the jumpiness of your chest in that uh and yeah. also you can see the so, you can see the thing coming out near your armpits and you know near wherever yeah. the bra ends it's very visible over a t-shirt too yeah and not just that so like as you go lower you increase coverage okay so you have if you have a more of a side situation where you are the kind of person who has like rounded not just from front but from the side then a bigger cup would be better but the problem is that the under thing can get tight right you're going through three different things and they are all like so your tightness increases as you go down so does your coverage the problem with something tight is that is obviously uncomfortable and it's not so much support so for cuff so then this is like a coverage um coverage support matrix basically okay like you basically if you prioritize coverage you're giving up on comfort basically comfort and support so for me personally i tried all the three so the lowest one was pretty tight like it was tight it was fitting i'm not saying it wasn't fitting but it was a tight fit tighter than i was used to and because of how my uh, breasts are like the sides were covered but from the front you could see there was space so mm. i did not have enough so like the band fit it was tight and i had some space here so that's definitely not the right size for me so and then the middle one the middle one was pretty good like it was still tighter than what i was used to but the coverage was perfectly adequate and for the like biggest one you like it was perfect for the band fit and although it wasn't as much coverage 
but it was still comfortable for me it wasn't like it those things that you told about they weren't showing so for me the situation could have been that i could have gone one size up like 66a mm. and that would have been problematic because not enough coverage Hmm. and like very comfortable but not enough coverage so in my case i found that there are two sizes that work pretty well for me and out of these two one is more comfortable so i choose that one like i compromised a bit on coverage because it's not a problem and hmm. i think these are the kind of things that you should find out while you're um, looking for bras so don't just go by the you know one thing try and figure it out and see which is the most compatible for you know your shape and size yeah definitely and also like although they say the sizes are the same i always feel like different brands actually have different sizes which they call the same size like 34a say for max and spencers would be different from 34a for jockey that is actually true so that's why you should always like go with like brand also but this is not an advertisement for jockey but please jockey it is i mean i think enamor is also pretty good max and spencer is expensive it's pretty expensive but it's really long lasting and they are generally very good fit if you get the good if you get the right size Yeah so, and we have totally how to get the right size now. Yeah. So I really think it's value for money. And yeah, speaking of bras, I have weird body questions. Was it Anyway, moving on. Weird body questions. Uh so has this ever happened to you? when you lie down on one side, do you ever feel like some part from your from one of your breasts like by the force of gravity moved into the other breast and now you have unequal breast sizes yeah that's okay so funny story time um i don't know how you latched on to the biggest problems i have with my breasts <laughs> is the fact that okay so i am a committed side sleeper i cannot sleep on my back i cannot sleep on my front i am a side sleeper and it's only recently that i've started noticing this problem that whichever side i sleep on obviously because of gravity and because um, it's mostly this fat here one falls to the side and the other one also falls and you know the space but i and i have a lot of space in between i have so much space that i could like wear really low cut stuff and it would still not look obscene which is the only advantage of having the kind of breasts i have so and that entire space gets filled because this other one falls in and because of that i had kind of have stretch in the back so i was having shoulder blade problems and to remedy this i decided you know what i need to put something that fits in here so i got myself a soft toy so you you've seen my sushi cat right i hope i never touched it what i i wear clothes dude Okay, that makes me feel better. <laughs> I don't put it inside. What's wrong with me? I, I cuddle it like you know, I cuddle it like this. Like I put it in the middle so that I don't have a problem with my back. So I just like cuddle and sleep with it. And now that's one of the reasons why I can't sleep with a soft toy. It's funny. I never slept with soft toys when I was younger, but now it's all about the sushi cat. Mm. 
so this is one thing that i've realized that actually helps you know because that way you don't stretch your arms too much and you're pretty comfortable and no problems yeah no it's not about problems it's just always interesting to me that this thing happens and i have so many questions about it which i never actually asked anybody so for example sometimes i feel like the position of my nipple keeps changing yeah Which, yeah that happens what even is a nipple um, sometimes it's there sometimes it's not there how can it not be there it's always there no i mean what i mean is sometimes your nipples are hard sometimes they're soft and i don't actually know what they are apart from mechanisms for babies to suck milk yeah that's all they are basically everybody forgets that the primary function of breast is as nourishment for little tiny babies and a little bigger babies also 6 months and above is big baby right i mean if we are clear on our nomenclature yeah i think that's fine yeah Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's all they are basically. But yeah, and also I don't get this obsession people have with uh breasts should not sag. So what if they sag? It's fine, bro. Move ahead with life. It's called gravity. Newton Yeah, how can they not sag? Like a certain size of breast above it. I don't get it. Guys want big breasts and they want perky breasts. And do they not understand how gravity works? I don't get it. For all guys no, saying that oh men are, I think listen, it's no. okay. For all, I need to rant this out. For all guys saying that oh we are better at STEM, they neither do they understand how gravity works nor do they understand how economics works. No, I think it's more about the muscle. in the breast i i mean I, it's conjecture i don't actually know if this is true but like uh, for example how do by how do people have um what are these things called biceps yeah i mean that also exists against gravity right it exists yeah but that's because... muscle that's that's the difference in tissue right how much of your breast is actually muscle it's not muscle is only like If you okay, this is one more thing everyone should do is do a breast check. This is really important. After a certain age, which is like after you turn eighteen, around sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, you should start checking your breasts regularly. Not because you'll face a problem then, but like in the twenties when you are because of hormonal changes and um, let's face it, Ashwini, we are old enough we can have babies and other people our age have babies. So when all of that happens, if all of that happens, if not, then directly at night. But point is whenever. Why did you say that? I I have to sleep at night, bro. You can sleep at night. Like what was so scary about this? Why are you giving me all these realizations in the middle of the night? <laughs> it's morning for me here. Yeah, it's morning for me too. <laughs> But yeah, like so you should start knowing what your breasts feel like so that you know when you, if you have lumps, if you have discoloration or you should always always keep a check on your breasts people and only your own, okay? Yeah. So I'm assuming guys are still listening to us so thanks for that 
piece of information nobody knew that yeah but uh, big shout out to all the sports stars who have these amazing breasts uh, you know which are like perfectly formed and i don't know what they do to maintain it but good job bro it's called implants yeah good job bro yeah but yeah so like how much of it is actually muscle you will you will touch beyond a point and you'll realize oh only this part of my thing is muscle so like no matter how strong those muscles are like the rest of it will sag yeah yeah it's weird I, i just don't understand why people are obsessed with it i mean i guess i see it like you know defying gravity is kind of awesome yeah. but i don't think people think of it that way <laughs> No, no, it's not about defying gravity. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So moving on from bras and our underwear to um. All right. So speaking of underwear. Yes. <laughs> um. Do you ever have discoloration in your underwear? All the time. Dude, I hate it. Same, dude. Same. But I don't understand why, though, because I think it's got to do with the moisture. Discharge, well, vagina. We had a sex ed series. How was this not covered in that? I'm sorry, ma'am. Forgive me. <laughs> But seriously, like, but you know, our uh, okay. So reproductive fact coming up: the pH of the vagina is um, acidic because our it's our vagina is a sperm killing machine. So uh, it's basically acidic, and the discharge and our vagina is regularly discharged to you know, like, because it's a mechanism for like keeping the vagina clean and healthy and stuff. and replacing like bacteria so that you don't get a yeast infection so you basically have a lot of discharge and this discharge is at such a like acidity level of ph that it basically bleaches the fabric of your underwear that's why you lose color yeah and uh, this is actually pretty healthy like the vagina is self cleansing so in china i don't know if i said this before uh, in certain parts of china they actually don't take a bath during their period it, like they don't clean their area because the vagina is doing it by itself yeah uh yeah so it is healthy there's nothing to worry about it unless it's excessive Um, or it smells like, bad or it's a different color than usual yeah definitely and um so you know you get those panty liners that like if you're really embarrassed about it panty liners exist for example if you're you know traveling a long distance or something they're like pads but smaller and uh, yeah basically smaller So if you you can just use them or and throw them away. And in fact, these days for travel, especially there are also um, disposable underwear, which are very good. So you so just use them and throw them. Diapers. Well, not really, because diapers are 
I don't know. I've not worn a diaper in a long time. I have. Uh, <laughs> okay. That was that just came out wrong, but let's just say that um like if you are ever have a surgery then one two days after that they will make you wear a diaper. Mm-hmm. I mean you should wear a diaper. Mhm. So adult diapers are super cool. I'm all for adult diapers to be honest. Yeah, but I don't think it's a good idea to wear a diaper yeah. at all points of time because it's to me I don't know if it is healthy for your vagina. Yeah. And also and, environmental concerns. Yeah, and also the same thing with pubic hair, right? If you have a lot of uh, pubic hair, like uh, say if you use a pad um during your period, then all that blood could actually get stuck in your pubic hair and just stay there and uh, you can end up having fungal infections because of that. Yeah, I gave up on pads years ago. Yeah, but I still use them. And yeah. I think it's has important. My, has my to, convert to cup movement not touched you yet? Uh, I have bought a cup but it's extremely painful to insert and it just does not go in successfully. Are you folding it properly? Yeah, yeah. I've tried different kinds. But uh, this was something that I was warned of. You shouldn't ever do a direct transition to a cup. You should go for tampons first and then go for cups. I went for cup directly and the thing the biggest I think there must be a problem with the size of the cup then. No, there's only two sizes. Uh A is for women who have not given birth and B is for women who are above 30 and have given birth. Okay. Because I saw certain sizes called small, medium, large when I was looking them up so I see. No, over here there were only two sizes available. What's the capacity of your cup like at max? I have no idea. I have to check it. Yeah. No, I, I mean I don't. I don't. I still have to get used to the idea of putting something inside me and also leaving it there. You know, I went to a gynecologist recently, um, and. I asked her about menstrual cups because my mother was concerned that if I insert them wrongly, is wrongly a word? Incorrectly. Yeah, if I insert them incorrectly, um, I might end up hurting myself or causing some damage. And she said, "No, uh, it, that might not happen, but uh, your husband might ask if you had sex before marriage." I I love the fact that she assumes that she assumes two things. First that there will be a husband and let's not talk about the second thing she's assuming. I mean so sweet no like you're like oh auntie. I don't think we'd ever we'd ever marry men like that if we ever get married because looking at us now I don't think so. Yeah that's true. Wow, the so this was supposed to be a frivolous episode. What all have we done till now? Body image, um, patriarchy, 
maybe shout out to patriarchy which came again this time patriarchy hygiene yeah that's what it takes to be a woman because you're given all these things that we need to take care of you know so now that we've invoked patriarchy twice let's do it once more and talk about hair removal right yeah that's why we were trying to go like half an hour ago <laughs> yeah but we just we got stuck at bras dude yeah so genetically i been gifted with a lot of hair facial hair and just hair all over my body i am a mini bear basically uh and i have struggled uh with hair removal my entire life i started waxing since i was 10 years old and they say that waxing you know helps with hair uh loss i mean you don't get hair after a certain point of time which i did find to be kind of true but is it really worth the pain is the question because to me waxing is very painful yeah well um, let's put it this way the first time i got waxed i was 13 i'm surprised that 10 is very young oh i had so much hair so much hair because my testosterone levels are always fluctuating right so same bro same except that in my case it's not the hair although like yeah i, I do have like even like you i have been gifted with a lot of hair and you, when you grow your hair it grows very long but you haven't done that in a really long time but you know your head hair yeah, yeah. but so like i started waxing oh, you you'll be surprised to know how many women in india at least have the same problem yeah because we as a like racial stock like although there's no pure racial stocks anymore but the i think it's in our dna to have like a lot of hair yeah and the things i've tried to remove it uh, we used to put uh, besan and dude on my face and leave it till it dries and then pull it out I've done so many things. Yeah, so like I've never really cared about my facial hair like I swear like I the first time I threaded right like I I am blessed with like kochikame eyebrows if people know what that is. Anyone yeah. who gets what that is shout out to you people. So Or um, DDLJ eyebrows. Oh come on it's not that bad. I mean maybe it is I don't know. But yeah. So like the first time I got threaded like I got my eyebrows and upper lip done and I was like I look like a skinned egg but in a good way. So like I always get a lot of hair on my upper lip and uh, a lot of like my eyebrows like grow in very very like fast very fast so I can't even like I don't know and threading is genuinely painful but um for me waxing has it used to be painful when I was younger but now I'm at that stage in life where I wax myself like I literally wax myself like you I just, like I totally you just wax had, myself you had so much emotional trauma in your life the physical pain doesn't matter to you anymore Yeah, I mean no, I don't know if I can put it that way but this is the very weird thing about me that I don't have a pain tolerance but waxing does not hurt me, getting tattoos does not hurt me. 
and even when i get blood tests or prick with syringes i don't mind so like mm. weird right the things that are supposed to be painful and they are painful for other people they're not so painful for me maybe your physical pain tolerance is not that low it's very low trust me you pinch me i will cry mhm okay yeah mm. but i wax myself basically and um like everywhere basically wherever i can reach i wax yeah um so let me tell you the different kinds of hair removal methods i've tried so um for my facial hair i've done special things and for my body hair i've done different things uh for my let's start with my facial hair um uh, basically i have never been bothered about my eyebrows but my mustache and my uh, chin area does bother my mom and hence me um and so uh we went to this clinic in bandra in bombay called the avocado clinic and that lady is so sweet she's genuinely one of the sweetest ladies i've met um me too yeah and uh, essentially she did two processes for me one was electrolysis uh, one was microlysis oh and she also did laser so what these uh, what electrolysis and microlysis do is they uh, shoot a so she looks at my skin underneath the microscope she puts something to um reduce the pain some anesthesia local anesthesia and she uses a needle to go to the root of each and every hair and she passes an electric current to burn the hair and takes it out from the root so that the hair does not grow again and again and uh, it is a painful process definitely but it's uh, very helpful in the sense that uh, my hair uh, growth has reduced uh, in terms of number and thickness it's much more fine now it can be seen much lesser now uh, same thing with electrolysis um i think the difference comes in the thickness of the needle used and hence the the fineness with which the job can be done and then laser of course everyone knows how laser works the thing is with these things there is a chance of getting burnt um which is yeah if you're in the wrong hands that can definitely happen and uh, there are people who come from outside india who actually come with these issues because they go to the, the wrong places and the wrong technicians and they get burnt and then they come back to you know resolve these things uh, okay so that's facial hair then there is body hair for body hair i've tried waxing i've tried razor and i've tried um uh epilation so waxing is quick convenient but uh, ever since i started living outside india it's also very expensive hence i cannot do it like even going to the shops and buying waxing strips and doing it is expensive because 
people in outside countries don't have as much hair so they don't need those many strips like i do uh second thing i tried was raising off my hair which well we know it's effective uh and as far as i know the claims that you know using a razor makes your skin darken etc are baseless um but what it i don't think like the hair grows back pretty quickly so i have to keep raising it off which is pretty time consuming and it's also difficult to access some areas of your you know say hind legs or something um and the chance of cutting yourself is pretty high in these areas so i don't enjoy raising i also think it's not that hygienic to be honest if you're going to use the same razor or the same blades um and finally what i did was epilation which i think helped me the most um so an epilator is basically a machine that uh, um it uses electricity to pull out um the skin the hair from the root and i think this was this is definitely helped in reducing the fineness of the hair but for the first time in my life i can also see like distinct spaces in my hand where hair does not exist anymore which is crazy to me um so yeah i liked epilation a lot but the thing is again chances of burns are pretty high with epilation uh, the machine gets hot quickly and it starts giving out current sometimes and sometimes i start bleeding and it's also painful if you let the hair grow too long so you need to do it every two weeks or something but i still think it's a very good idea because i've genuinely seen great um, um results from it that too in a very short period of time in fact epilators also come for the face but to be honest i'm a little scared to try it because i couldn't afford to have burns on my face and in any case i already get a lot of boils on my face i don't want any more heat boils on it um so yeah these are the things i've tried also in terms of laser there are different kinds of laser depending on your skin type and your hair type generally clinics offer a single or two types and but um for indians if i am not mistaken the correct type is probably alexandra but you should check this out with your beautician she will be able to tell it to you um yeah that's all i know about hair removal yeah you know i have obviously tried waxing i have tried shaving also and i feel i'm equally comfortable in both the only problem with shaving is that i'll tend to cut myself i'm clumsy and um, i have tried epilation also and it worked pretty well but i think a lot of like because i can actually wax myself like on my own without any like without screaming without flinching it's it's actually very funny to see you know i'll i'll no you don't want to see that but yeah so like i'm very nonchalant about it i don't know so i think i'm lucky enough that you know i can wax myself 
so that's one thing gone and now i'm thinking of learning how to like do threading because like right now what i do is very funny okay so basically i take like a razor and i obviously shave the upper lip and it works pretty well mm-hmm. and i just basically like move the razor between my eyebrows to you know not look like kajol from tdlj and that also okay. works very well but you know the same thing with shaving you need to like do it regularly so yeah. i was thinking i'd learn how to do threading and it's not that tough apparently threading is like a russian technique did you know that hmm no i did not it is it's a russian technique and yeah so we know a lot about hair removal yeah no but uh I have never I tried thre- I was forced to try threading once because I had to give a dance performance and I refused to do it ever again and to be honest I have no idea uh, I have no problem with my eyebrows being bushy I mean this is in the end just a fad you know to have thin eyebrows uh like say a few years ago you would see girls with almost no eyebrows and nowadays they fill it. they literally have some pencil or something to fill in those eyebrows <laughs> like bro just keep your natural eyebrows and it will be fine i love my natural eyebrows man i don't get why and the thing is your eyebrows are actually very shapely you know they're actually very shapely so that's really cool and you don't tend to like monobrow like i do so trust me it's like i'm monobrow is like my natural state of being so it's technically mm. unibrow but i reinvented it it's monobrow now and it's cool and it's basically like but i just want to like have a more long lasting solution which is why i want to thread and i was thinking if i can thread and if i can bear the pain which i think is pretty possible because i can like deal with waxing then um i can like thread my entire face also so like you know all the like tiny hair goes hmm. yeah but I'm, i mean i would still suggest that uh, if you're a student it's probably hard but you know laser or microlasers is a very good idea if you get the right person to do it yeah that's also a thing yeah i think uh, my beautician was telling me about she was saying something like um if you use razor on your face then that affects i don't know if she was saying that just to increase her business but uh, she said that if you use a razor or you know threading and all that kind of affects your hair growth and it makes it more difficult for microlasers to uh, be done this is an unverifiable claim completely unverifiable um and i have doubts about it being true yes um, but uh, but i don't think i would have those kind of problems with my facial hair thing and i think since i can do my body hair it's pretty sorted oh, what do you mean as in i don't think i'll need to do stuff like microlasers and stuff microlasers is not for the body it's only for the face yeah, yeah i don't think i need to do it for the face either mm-hmm. okay 
No, I mean, I if mean, you're considering threading, then my process, yeah. I think, is a better option. But it is also a more expensive option. Um, so if you can do without, then that's great. Yeah. 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 I, I can't believe we were informative for such a long time. <laughs> On such a topic. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I have for the past, I think it's more than six months now, I have not uh, done anything to my hair because I don't feel the need to. I just don't want to. Well, it's winter and I wear full pants. Yeah. It's winter. <laughs> I love winter. You can like not do anything to your hair like, and you can just like wear two three layers and wear like a big hoodie on top so you don't even need to wear a bra like winters are awesome yeah but also i'm kind of giving up on this notion of being hairless because why should i be hairless uh, hair protects my body from dirt and uh, you know other natural elements it makes me feel warm uh, you know I don't know if you feel it, but I always feel slightly cold whenever I wax. Or yeah. just more sensitive in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't see why I should uh, shave or do anything to my hair. And uh, this happened around two years ago. I was walking in Vancouver and I saw this girl, lady sitting in a cafe and she was wearing half pants and her legs were unwaxed and being uh, unabashed I kept staring at her legs uh, because it was so unusual for me to see it and at first I was thinking what is wrong with her she's crazy because you know that's what I've been brought up to think that a lady must be presentable and being presentable includes not having hair on your legs <laughs> but then after a while I just started feeling a tinge of jealousy you know because she was free from <laughs> all these um, what should I say stupid concerns yeah agreed yeah so yeah after that i think i kind of reduced the frequency with which i shave or pay attention to my hair and uh, yeah i've been much happier in fact i've completely stopped using an epilator or waxing on my armpits because i still bleed i've been doing this for 14 years and i still bleed each and every time it's immensely painful for me and uh, if i really must i use a razor but otherwise i i don't do anything to my armpit hair of course i cut them because they tend to sweat and you know, be smelly otherwise and another solution i figured out to um, <clears throat> to you know looking presentable but not showing not uh, doing anything to your hair is to wear stockings just yeah. just wear non-transparent stockings and do whatever wear black you. stockings because they're sexy yeah there are different kinds of stockings you have transparent translucent and you have uh, opaque 
सो जिसको करो बिग टाइट्स यू नो आई डेंट नो दिस यू नो आई लिव विथ अ गर्ल हुज टू वेयर स्टॉकिंग्स एज अंडरवेयर इंटरेस्टिंग या नेवर न्यू दैट इज अ थिंग बट अपेरेंटली इट इज माय एवेन्यूज आर ब्रॉडनिंग वेल आई नेवर फाउंड अ स्टॉकिंग दैट fit me really well and the material is so thin but yeah sometimes they are really useful yeah i love stockings so that only leaves the concern of what i have to do in the summer yeah. when i would be wearing short um, pants or short skirts Yeah, but it does never gets that warm there, right? I mean, now it does. It was thirty-seven degrees last summer. Wow! <laughs> oh, wow! Yeah. Global warming, huh? Yeah. That was a heat wave. So yeah, and those times I need to think what I want to do about my hair on my legs, but. Otherwise, I think I'm pretty much sorted for the rest of the year. Yeah, but I can tell you, like, even in summers, there are some kind of long pants that are actually very comfortable, like plazos. Yeah, but what if I want to wear shorts? Yeah, then you gotta do something. So stockings, it is. Um, stockings, or maybe just getting used. to and normalizing having hair on my legs yeah that like basically what i normally do in life like seriously i don't know i very rarely can you know like want to remove my body hair i just decided because i was like you know if i know how to wax myself it will be like useful yeah yeah well And like talking about hair, I recently coloured my hair. Yes, and it looks lovely. Oh, thank you! Like on my own at home, and obviously with Pallavi's help, I would couldn't have done it without Pallavi. Shout out to Pallavi because well, she's probably gonna edit this episode. So she's definitely going to hear this, right? Like she's the only person who we have shouted out to who will actually listen to this episode. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I should hope so. I couldn't be sure. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. So then she she walked me through the basics of like coloring hair. So I wanted to pick something. So I have been trying to grow my hair really long for years, basically, and it does grow long. I'm not saying it doesn't. Like, but my problem is I have I think they are two C. I have two C curls. Um, which just sounds very fancy. But imagine if hair but Maggie. That's my hair, you know, and it's most natural state. It looks like Michael. Like so, Maggie or little guy. Yeah. Okay. So I have to see hair, which is basically you know a way of classifying like your hair type. And I know that sounds fancy. So like for the people who don't know what the what it means, it's basically your hair. If your hair was Maggie. Supi Maggie or dry Maggie? That's the thing. When it's wet, it's Supi Maggie, and when it's as it dries, it becomes like dry Maggie. It's literally just Maggie but hair. Okay. So, 
so like but if i like straighten it out like it's as it's it's literally 23 inches long which is almost 2 feet and i am all of 5 feet so if my hair was straight my hair would be like 2/5 of my height <laughs> which are very worrisome figures but yeah so you know the whole curly hair thing so i basically just wanted i really love, love long hair and i want hair like as long as my knees and stuff but yeah we getting there if i don't cut any more and if i keep them healthy i don't cut them but keeping them healthy that's a challenge so basically right now it's down to my waist and because it's shaped in a certain way my hair doesn't look long so yeah it doesn't look long but it is long i mean and so i didn't want to color it from the roots because i didn't want to damage my hair because like my hair is really really dark like it's black there's no other way around it my hair is so black a white cop wants to shoot it but seriously i have really black hair and um, as you know that if your hair is dark you cannot just simply put hair dye and expect it to like change color like magic so you have to bleach your hair first and so i got 40 volume developer bleach which is the strongest hair bleach by the way that which you actually should not ever be putting near your roots guys never put 40 volume developer near your roots no matter how dark your hair is but i was not putting it near my roots so i decided that like from the shoulder to the waist that's how much i want colored and you know i have always wanted red hair but i decided that you know i'd get like purple and red and layer it in such a way that the final result has become like you know there's black it fades into like purplish brown which goes into like red so that was a really cool thing that came but yeah back to the bleaching process so i got like 40 volume developer and i like put it like put a developer on my hair and like mixed it with the powder and then put the mixture on my hair and i put foil and you know i just like wrapped my hair up in like a shower cap and i was feeling like old so i don't know i was just feeling old and like it's a chemical reaction right when it takes away the pigment so it had become like really hot and really warm and i was like shit is my hair going to fall out is it burning and i was really freaked out that entire 50 minutes i put my uh, like bleach on my hair for and not supposed to put it for that long i was just being thorough but i was really scared by the end of it so when i removed my foil and i started like washing it out so basically the bleach is supposed to like bleach you're supposed to get your hair bleached till it's light blonde not exactly white a little more pigment but my hair was rust colored like even with the strongest strength of bleach and even with the la- largest amount of time you can safely put bleach it was a rust color So I was like okay even if I don't put color it looks like it's colored but I still you know put my color on so yeah that was interesting and I love monologuing about my hair <laughs> Yeah it looks beautiful it has aged like fine wine Thanks That's what I want to be like I want to be like a bottle of wine And you know talking about wine there's something that I really want to like talk about 
which i don't think we have ever had like a formal discussion but it is it is a pattern you must have noticed right in my life like um yeah we'll we'll talk about that later we'll talk about that later but i'll for the listeners you are never going to know this okay yeah <laughs> like we both know that we know nothing about <laughs> that actually not true when it comes to me i can do other people's makeup just fine so to me makeup is putting kajal and putting eyeliner is like supreme form of makeup for me okay i think this is something we should test actually like um i have started okay so i have not really gotten into makeup so i just have a lipstick thing right now and i got like so how i acquired my lipsticks is also another story but we'll come to that also but i'll just tell you how i started knowing about makeup so i have a lot of sleep problems which is basically why the other our sister podcast at advertisement time listen to sleep repeat sleep and everything in between yeah that's it i can't do so much of like self advertisement hosted uh, by sanji tabre which is our sister podcast yeah please so listen that, to it yeah so i started like looking at ways in which i should um you know uh, fall asleep so i came upon asmr and one of the most common asmr uh, role plays is a makeup role play where the person pretends to put on makeup so just by watching that i have figured out okay this is how a lot of people put on makeup okay like different products and what they do and stuff so i have a lot of theoretical knowledge and <laughs> so yeah and there's one more thing that i think we both should try which i think you should try i actually know that about my eyelids so like does it happen that when you put eyeliner and if you just look up too quickly or if your eyeliner gets too big the top of your eye gets smudged like between the lid and the brow bone i would never know i've never really done any experiments and barely ever put eyeliner you know next time i'm making a cat eye for you I have this thing that I think a lot of people have and it's called like having coded eyes which basically means that I have a lot of skin in this region like in my eyelid and my brow bone and I basically um cannot have too thick of a liner or I have to wait for it to completely dry and making a cat eye is also very difficult like I obviously know how to make it but uh, practical execution is another thing and even worse um is that as you people know or maybe you people don't know but i'll tell you now i have specs which means i really cannot see like things that are a little far so if my mirror is a little far and all of these things kind of make it problematic for me to like put on eyeliner properly so like i can put like normal eyeliner really well like really well and really thin and really defined but cat eyes are something that's really tough for me partly because of my hooded eyes and partly because i have um, you know my i uh, my vision's not that great anyway so and i really never put mascara because i have specs Wow, a lot of my makeup problems stem from the fact that I have specs. Weird, but yeah. So like, even if I and my eyelashes are 
pretty long i think because even if say like even now that i'm wearing my specs normally and if my eyelashes have like even a little bit of oil on it then you know they'll just like make my specs dirty so i have to wash my specs because of that and so that's just one of those things you know like my eye makeup problem so i can't actually put mascara if like if i have to put mascara properly then I, either i'll have to let it dry but even then it's much as my spectacles so like i may have to wear contacts and if i want to like um put on like a really like if i want to experiment with eyeliner um i will have to like get like a mirror that is like closer to me um which means getting a mirror and i personally i don't know i just don't like mirrors and um i will have to like put use a lot of like techniques to like put on a cat eye so that's my eye makeup goals and um okay so um so i'm going to give you guys a list not exactly a list but like how a lot of people put their makeup what i learned from watching youtube asmr okay so the first thing you do is like you clean your face okay like and um yeah basically you wash your face with face wash and stuff you make sure it's clean and dry and then you put moisturizer then you wait for like 2 minutes and then you put something called a primer now um i think primers are pretty new in the sense that they've become popular over the last few years because um i've never seen my mother apply something like primer so um primer basically uh like it's like in paint when you're painting walls and stuff the first thing you put is primer so it helps even the surface out and as someone who just recently acquired a primer and put it like used it i can tell you the effect is there it's not like it's not stupid like it's definitely worth it like if you have um like a lot of pores and uneven skin which i have and if you put primer it helps you have an even base for your um foundation to come and there's something called an eyelid primer also because like uh, if you have like a like i have hooded eyes right and other people who have a lot of creasing in their eyelids if you don't put a primer then uh, you you may not be able to have a lot of um, your eye shadow will not look so precise basically i mean i have never really used eye shadow but if that's a thing you want to do so you should put eyelid primer so you basically you put primer and uh, then you put foundation and uh, foundation is that's the thing right different brands have different names so you basically like this is something you cannot do online you have to like go to the place and you have to like match your shade to the foundation if you like choose a brand match your shade and um, so and like one place what people do is they use their wrist to match the shade i think that's not always accurate you should match your foundation on your jawline and that's just like uh, a better estimate of what color your face is then after that you uh, put on a setting powder or a baking powder so like some powders are basically um translucent and some are non translucent so if you put on a translucent powder that's i think mostly a baking and setting powder and the, the why it's called baking is because it takes the temperature of your skin to like warm it up and um you know like let it do its work 
so that so like you know you have put your primer you have put your eyelid primer you have put your foundation so now you what you should do is you should put your um, powder everywhere and uh, put your powder over your eyelids also like i mean what other people do is they put like a non colored shade of eye shadow instead of powder but i'm like you know just fucking just put powder everywhere and um, so then you've put your powder so like your face is done so now your face is like mostly done now if you want to get fancier you do something like you can contour okay so basically what contouring is is basically you are using um the different kinds of colors mostly like you're using shades of colors to mimic uh, light and shadow effects on your face so what mostly people do is uh, they want their face to look thinner so they'll contour in such a way that they'll make the lower part of your cheekbone like below your cheekbone darker than usual and they will highlight or you know bronze or blush depends on the effect you're going on on top of your uh, you know cheekbone did i say collarbone first or cheekbone doesn't matter it's cheekbone you know you're not putting you know contour on your collarbone unless that's a thing people do i don't know if that is so you basically put a dark on below your cheekbone and you put like light stuff above so that it so that the light catches on your cheeks and not on the lower parts of it and it actually works i mean i have never formally used a contour but i have used like different kinds of shades of foundation to mimic the effect so i understand how that works so then you know you contour your some people contour their cheekbone and some people contour their forehead now there are rules as to like whether it's okay to contour your forehead or not so um so basically according to standard beauty standards whatever they are which i'm pretty sure has a lot of colonial and patriarchal things behind it is supposedly like having an oval face so um there's something called a forehead rule so you basically take your four fingers and you put it at the top of your um brow like at the top arch of your brow and you see if all four fingers if your finger touches or goes beyond your hairline you should not contour your forehead if there is space left you should contour your forehead and obviously everyone does the job so once your dark part is over you use the light part to emphasize the parts you want to emphasize like the top of your cheekbone um yeah the chin part so that as your jaw is dark so your chin will be light never put highlighter at the tip of your nose okay so you basically contour your nose by um so yeah everybody knows what a nose looks like so uh you take the dark stuff and you take it from like um uh, like okay so imagine there there's this line running from the ends of your ununibrowed eyebrows down to like the nose okay and so you put the dark stuff on those on that line and then you brush it outwards it makes your uh, nose look thinner and do not put a highlight like a lot of people what they do is they put like highlighter on the tip of the nose and you should not do that because then it makes your nose look thinner at the top and wider at the bottom So yeah there are racial connotations as to why this does not look good and anyone with two brain cells can put together but you know i hope you guys have at least two brain cells so that's your contour so this other thing you can do is um then you use a highlighter 
to like obviously it with contour and other than that you can use like a blusher or a bronzer so like a blusher is basically something that makes you look rosy cheek you know makes you look like you've gotten 12 hours of sleep and two days in the salon or something and if you use like a bronzer that's to like show that's to give you the sun kissed look so yeah that's like the face paints done like professionally types then um if you talk about eyes then obviously then obviously we have discussed my problems and which you obviously know what to put like um indians and um say like people their cultures that use kajal western cultures do not and um then you use eyeliner you can do whatever the hell you want with eyeliner there are different ways to put eye shadow and um the different tools to put it and then if you go to your like Oh yeah and one more thing for under eyes is that you can use concealer. Oh yeah I forgot you. Like so if you have like an acne problem while you're putting so uh, while you're putting your face before powder and after foundation you can put concealer. And if you have eye bags like every rational person because everyone like nobody gets enough sleep and a lot of people naturally have eye bags and people with specs have a problem with this. Like my eyes are so deep inside I don't know what they're doing there. they definitely not functioning at 2020 but let's be frank nobody had 2020 vision <laughs> so um yeah that was concealer but where were we right on the lips so the different kind of lip colors like obviously you have the gloss right gloss is out of fashion currently the current trend is matte so um you have creamy matte lipsticks you have matte lip uh, you have matte liquid lipstick and you can go for the different styles in matte itself like i said creamy matte and non creamy matte and um i i personally think that a lot of people um uh in literature like very people like describe the ideal lip shape as having like a cupid's bow trust me it's more common than not mostly everyone has a cupid bow it's basically when um there's sort of an m formation in the middle of your top lip so yeah and um when you put lipstick right like um it's advised that you should use a lip liner because let's be frank even when we were coloring and a coloring books as kids it always went out of the line but but this is a technique that i've seen my mother do because um she never used lip liner but what she does is like you know she uses like normal lipsticks not the liquid lipstick and then she uses the tip of the lipstick like you know that you know what lipsticks look like right but i hope you all do so you know lipsticks have got like a slanted surface and there's like a tip so she uses that tip like like normally when you put the lipstick you put the entire surface to your lip but then you rotate it 180 degrees when only the tip is touching you can use that as a lip liner which i think is such a jugadu indian thing to do another problem that i've seen with indian lips is that your upper lip is like like in my case especially like my upper lip is pretty much darker than my lower lip like my lower lip is like this beautiful pink and my upper lip is like brown so um and so that's why i have a bit of a problem finding like good lipstick shades for me like i cannot use oranges because you can see the difference in my lip color so it's good for me to like stick to like browns if i want a nude or um darker reds or um my current for favorite is this uh, lipstick called burgundy blush by maybelline and um yeah it's it's like a wonderful shade like you guys should totally try it out Oh boy, I'm tired. Have I uh, monologued myself about makeup enough?
let me give you ashwini's guidelines to make up um when you get up in the morning before brushing if you have an acne problem before brushing take your saliva rub it on your pimples keep it on for half an hour and then wash it off right before you need to go out um say half an hour to 1 hour before of course drink water throughout the day stay hydrated that's extremely important to help with your um, eye bags and just in general with your complexion about an hour before you have to go out make sure you do some exercise like heavy cardio exercise like spot jogging or skipping or something that will bring the redness and the freshness to your face take a bath preferably with really hot water if you're using a bucket put in some rock salt in it um use a nice soap once you're done with your bath since i can't use perfumes because i'm allergic to them i use powder there's a lot of really nice smelling powder over there for example i like mysore sandal powder so i use that or some um dermy cool chilling powder which i really love too it's got a minty smell apart from that i use a bit of attar attar is like liquid perfume that's weird because all perfume is liquid but attar is a more uh, pure form of perfume you basically put it at certain points of your body which is the nape of your neck your wrists your elbows and your calves these are the places where uh, you'll get the maximum smell um and for uh, just i use uh, lactocalamine because that really suits my skin i take a bit of it it smells really good i put that and when i put it i also rub it into my skin especially in the cheek area which makes my cheeks look kind of red uh which i guess is the blush part of what you were saying sanji and yeah if i'm feeling fancy i'll put some kajal and eyeliner and i'll smile it at myself in the mirror and yeah i think my laugh is the only makeup i really need um but yeah that's kind of all the makeup i put <laughs> you you want to hear my skin routine like uh-huh, i have a very sure. specific skin routine that i follow on good days yeah. okay so it's actually very natural based skin routine because i don't because like you said um in ayurveda that everything can be used as a medicine so i'm like i'm applying that here everything can be used as skin product so yeah so like what i do is um uh, everybody every indian knows bajaj almond drops so so you it's my preferred brand of oil for this step but you can use anything um a lot of mm. sorry yeah i forgot one thing in my routine yeah. which is i always wash my hair before i have to go out and i make sure that i comb them when they are half dry it that make sure that it sets in place um, um if you're talking about hair washing then um, for someone with my type of hair to like get your desired curl there are two three different kinds of curls like that you get like if you directly um do your hair when it's when you if you directly untangle your hair when it's wet then you will have much straighter hair and yeah so you can see it goes by that degree 
yeah back to my skin routine so uh, any kind of oil will do my preference is uh, almond drops but coconut oil is pretty good too and so you basically uh, take some oil and you like rub it all over your face and like nicely massage it you know because that feels good and um, then you wash your face with a water based cleanser which is basically face wash or soap use any doesn't matter so then after the oil thing you wash your face okay so that's oil cleanser that's water cleanser then you exfoliate now you can exfoliate in many different ways and a lot of people like use scrubs you can use scrubs you can or you can just simply put like um honey little bit of honey you put sugar in it and you squeeze half a lemon and you use that as a scrub my current scrub that i'm using is this um m caffeine scrub that i had gotten 2 years ago which shows how less i use it so <laughs> i then after scrubbing um these are the same ingredients for making wax okay like sugar lemon honey seriously yeah, but you're not supposed to like let it stay on for long you like scrub it and you wash it off other because yeah other scrubs that you can use that i have used in the past is um suji jiska halwa banta hai you put that in little milk suji and milk i think you're speaking of besan no suji rava okay we use besan rava semolina yeah, for the english people semolina all right so you take a little yeah. bit of semolina and you put it in milk and that's also pretty good scrub um if you want to go for a lighter scrub which is like not even like like too abrasive then you grate a potato with the peel and then you use that that is actually really really good like a grated potato really good so like that's your scrub then you tone so you put a toner so the toner can like um the easiest toner that you can put is like rose water gulabri dabar gulabri but i have been using this um himalayan uh, this very uh, mild himalayan toner like it's like from that brand not from the mountains uh, and i got it in my last semester of college so you can imagine how old it is but it works so like that's your toner then i put a mask so this mask can be anything that you know you yourself need so my mask uh, i have very oily skin so i normally make a mask of besan haldi honey and milk so i put it and like i put it on and then i wash it off after 15 minutes 20 minutes 10 minutes depends on my mood so <laughs> that's your mask and after the mask is done you're supposed to moisturize so now you can have you can like look up online for any like um, moisturizers honey lemons a good one again honey is pretty good for everything and but i prefer using like synthetic moisturizers like this is the only step in which i would say that use a synthetic product instead of a natural one because personal reasons so um i used to use a lakme peach milk moisturizer but like a year or so back my friend from new york raisa shout out to raisa because she gave me this really cool gift like this victoria secret um perfume and lotion set um in like uh 
love spell yeah it's love spell it it smells wonderful it's it's like not as heavy as a moisturizer it's pretty light so yeah that's the routine sounds long but once you start doing it it's like it doesn't take more than half an hour to be honest i just try to get sleep <laughs> that's my only routine yeah food and like wash my face yeah and another thing is like really important like what you eat you know for two people who said who don't know anything about all of this we've said a lot of things dude i literally don't know any of this my routine did you just hear my makeup routine i like it it's very uh, natural It's very natural and it works. And I think uh, what's more important is, like you were saying, what you put into your body on a consistent, consistent basis. Yes. So you're being hydrated. In fact, uh, you were speaking about honey. Honey is really good for. Um, so I didn't know this, but apparently, if you have honey with cold water, that is that increases. weight and if you have, if you have honey with hot or warm water that helps in weight loss like early in the morning so uh, i drink lemon with honey a bit of turmeric and pepper uh, early in the morning in warm water and i think it's really good for cleansing the toxins out of my body <laughs> what are these words never thought i would say them but uh, basically that's kind of all i do i think it, what i try to do is keep my diet clean i have lots of carrots spinach lots of fruits good stuff that my body needs uh protein because protein is very good for hair and skin um uh, yeah yeah so we have covered all aspects of girl stuff well not all what's left but some uh i think perfumes okay. accessories okay perfumes so um like i no 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 i don't hear about them right now come on 2 minutes okay so like i said uh, my favorite perfumes of all time is this one really old one by um jlo called glow which is a really classy scent um but it's really old i don't think it's available anymore then the one i got as a gift from raisa shout out to raisa again um victoria secret love spell and um another one i got a gift from my friend kk shout out to kk for uh, one of shakira's perfumes so yeah that's i people gift me perfumes that's because i started making perfumes in 2018 i'm interested in stuff like that as for I accessories I... i make my own jewelry resin art hmm i don't think i um like perfumes in general i find female perfumes to be too sweet too strong i really do like men perfumes and these days you have unisex perfumes which are also very nice um but of course i can't really use too many of them because i'm not uh, uh my skin can't take it and as far as accessories are concerned i don't really give a shit as long as i have pockets um to carry my stuff 
Oh, but yeah, I do like. I have a lot of earrings. A lot of earrings. Um, I'm not much of a necklace person, but I really like earrings. Uh, short ones, long ones, all of them. Uh, also bracelets. I'm a big bracelet fan, and I'm a br- big uh, pile fan. Although I don't have any with me currently, but I really like pile. I also like pile. Yeah, and yeah, I prefer to carry a small sling bag in which I can keep my purse and my mobile phone. That's kind of all the accessories. I just carry a backpack. Oh my God, how did I forget hats? I have a hat collection. Ooh. Um, and currently I have um a British royal hat. I have a Malaysian straw hat. I have an American hat. I have a picnic, you know, Indian picnic hat. And I have a very special hat which was given to me last year by a journalist. Um it is of the Uyghur tribe which is in the region bordering China and it is said that currently the Chinese are holding concentration camps. in an attempt to destroy their culture or to what they say purify them so the journalist lady told me to keep the hat carefully because soon the culture might be gone yes talking about um, uigurs um if you talk about uigurs the province they live in um it was before uh, before the current party was very much in power the province they live in used to have a large concentration of not just uigurs um but also kazakhs and a lot of other tribes turkish kurds yeah. even some kurds but now that area is 90% han chinese yeah yeah but um i mean the looking at the hat it is hand made and it is beautiful that Yeah, it, it looks very much like, like it looks very much like something you might see in um, I think the closest we would get to see this is in Kashmir yeah. in India. Um like what the men wear but the hat I have is for the women. You know you and it is interestingly made out of paper um, the top is actually made out of cardboard. Wow. You know this hat you just have to look at it the hat screams mountainous tribe doesn't it yeah yeah it's just beautiful it's really beautiful and i hope we were made it is safe yeah You know I I don't I I was kidding in the beginning of the episode when I said what else we'll put genocide we actually did speak about genocide right now This is some weird circle thing that we have come down to I never disappoint Yes <laughs> But um, yeah I think we covered a lot of things I never knew I knew Yeah me too right <laughs> Like, could you have imagined me giving us entire monologue on makeup? No, I'm still the, a little dizzy from it, to be honest. But good job. <laughs> um, yeah, 
and yeah uh, just because i don't use makeup doesn't mean i'm a makeup hating person that's not true everyone should do what they have to do but it, it, i think it's important to be comfortable in your skin like you should be able to look in the mirror and identify that this is who you are you know and, and for all the things that i said about makeup i don't use anything i just no stuff <laughs> I mean I actually do have an eye palette gifted to me by my friend Elena shout out to Elena Yay. and it's it's a beautiful palette so show it been... show it show it like you show it to me and I'll describe it to the listeners I mean an eye palette is an eye palette No, like it's got a name, it's got a creator, and if you think of this as art, it's very exciting, you know. Yeah, but yeah, sure. Oh yeah, I would like to mention something actually. I do know a lot recently about uh, makeup, not by names, but there is this um, creator. Her name is Bailey Sairan or Sarian, and. Uh, basically she does makeup tutorials but with her makeup tutorials she does she speaks of murder mysteries actual murder mysteries and it is amazing i never actually thought that would be a thing <laughs> but it's amazing just to see her put makeup with so much detail and give details <laughs> intricate details of a murder at the same time what's her name again Bailey Sairan. Okay. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, show me the palette. Anyway, like, like, so show it like, like. Oh, okay. Oh, it's an elf. Nice. So yeah, it's an elf. So What's the uh, name of the palette? V. White size eyeshadow, rose water. Oh, do the colors have names? Normally, the colors are very cool names. I wouldn't know. Okay. It, I mean, I think the names are there, but they are in some language that I do not understand. Okay, okay. Show it to me properly, then I'll describe the colors to the listeners. Yeah. So here we have with us. This is um an eyeshadow palette. It's a glitter eyeshadow palette. Um, you have four colors. You have a black, which is like a staple. You have a kind of a burnished rose gold. Um, you have a, a beige that is uh, disappointed in its life choices, and you have a glittery, lighter beige who went to Coachella. So yeah, those are the colors. No. Yeah. The last one is not beige. It's actually uh, pink. I see it. And neither is the neither is the beige one beige actually. That's also kind of pinkish. I can't see them as pink, but, but that was a valiant yeah. attempt on my part. Yeah, good attempt. Yeah. I think rose water is an apt name for it. Yes. Yeah. So I think so. I think we have regurgitated all the girly stuff out of our system. Now we can go back to pretending we know nothing this about is, all this. This is literally all I have. The sum total of our knowledge equals two hours of a podcast. Yes, that's it. <laughs> yeah, 
but I'm not unhappy with it because I don't think this is my defining quality as a girl. There's a lot more to me, given to me by my femininity. I don't think I have any kind of... What do you think my aesthetic is? What do you mean? What do you think my aesthetic is? If you had to use a few words to describe my aesthetic. What do you mean by your aesthetic? Like, aesthetic. what vibe you give yeah, off? Yeah, what vibe do I give off? Dress-wise, I would say you are um, elegant <laughs> and casual. <laughs> that is so sweet and diplomatic. <laughs> yeah, that's what I envisioned too. <laughs> Shout out to the other episode of ours that we haven't named yet because we are recording both at the same time. Um, no, but yeah. What do you think my aesthetic is? Mathematician. Thank you. Could have just said tired and that would be fine too. Yeah, but I gave it a flavor, you know, because like math tired is different from engineer tired is different from finance tired, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but you know, all the girls out there, you do you. You do you. Be proud of who you are. Yeah, and totally just like hit us up on Instagram if you want to correct everything we said because I'm sure that there's a lot of like, you know, and you can like always tell us tips and um, yeah, if you guys want to know more about my uh, lipstick stories, just feel free to reach out and I'll give you names of like cool shades and stuff. Yeah, wow, I'm tired of being feminine. Can we go back to... And we not call this feminine. We are just enforcing gender stereotypes by doing that. Oh, shit. So what do we call this? What have you done? I just broke my eyeshadow. Wow. And put it on my blanket. Wow. Now your blanket is fabulous. <laughs> It was fabulous even before the eyeshadow. Yeah, see, we have a this. Now we came with a metaphor. Yeah, but I mean, it's just makeup and it's just dressing up, I guess. It's not only females who do it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And for people who know how to blend eyeshadow, please hit me up. I really need to know how to do that. Because like, it just looks like a raccoon has put colors. Like I look like a raccoon with eyeshadows. If I'm being like really honest. Like I think that's my aesthetic. I am a raccoon who wears a hoodie. Yeah. Come on, don't I give us raccoon that. vibes, you know, tiny little hands for mischief. No. Because ever since I started reading Pixie and Brutus, to me, raccoons are kind of still Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I just I want to be a Marvel superhero and the closest I can get to it is like Rocket the Raccoon. So. Yeah. Maybe. Or Groot. I couldn't say much about that. Yeah. Groot is cute. Yeah. Automatically disqualified for Groot. 
Okay. Well, thank you listeners for listening to this. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you another time. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. With love.